Welcome. We are so excited that you are here. You may be seated this morning. We're so excited that you are here at church this morning. Come on, somebody. As Taps calls it, Taps calls it church. You know, we like to come to church. You know, I love it. I love it. Well, Hey, we wanted to welcome you. We wanted to say Happy New Year. Happy New Year to those of you who are joining us online or who are in your cars or in this tent. We want to welcome you and and thank you for joining us on this Sunday morning. We want you to know that this is a place, we believe that this is a place that you belong. You belong here this morning. Uh, If you're joining us, no matter how you're joining us, we believe that you belong here. And so we want to welcome you if it's your first time, if it's your first time in a long time, and maybe if you're a regular attender, we want to say, hey, we're grateful that you're here. So my name is Pastor Alex. If I haven't met you, I'd love to meet with you and and say hello and and talk with you and get to know you. I I would love that. but this morning, uh, Pastor Rod actually uh, asked me and gave me the honor and privilege of, of asking me to speak today. And, and, and the thing was, is uh, I love Pastor Rod. We have a great relationship. He's somebody that I actually really enjoy to, to talk to and I respect very much. Um, but he kept asking me and asking me, and man, I felt so honored and privileged. And he said, when do you want to teach? When do you want to teach? And then I realized that... He was going to be on vacation, and I realized that I was being used. I was, he had ulterior motives. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I, I'm excited that you're here, and, and I know he's taking some time off and, and some time to rest, which is, which is so important during this, this season. So I would love it if we could go into our Bibles. If you're joining me this morning, go into your Bible. Um, into your, uh, at young adults, I like to call it your swipeable Bible, your swibles. So if you have those with you would, you, would you join me in looking at Hebrews 12? We're going to Hebrews 12 right now. If you're in your car, uh, we've got it in your bulletin. Uh, if you're at home, we've got it on your screen right there. In Hebrews 12, verse 1, it says right here, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand throne of God. Man, I love that part. I love that part. I wanted to highlight that that he is now seated on the right-hand throne of God. How amazing is that? Amen. That we can believe and know that he is seated at the right-hand throne of God. Um, hey, if you're if you're taking notes today, the title of my sermon this morning is, is Keep on running the race. Or or if you wanted to think about it in this way, your life looks like a race. Would you join me in prayer this morning? Father God, I thank you for the moments that we share. I thank you that we are able to come here and just to learn a little bit more about who you are, God. I pray that every person that is listening to the sound of my voice, Lord, that you would uh, you would just open their ears and open their hearts to what you have to say to them this morning, that none of it would be my words, but everything would be from you in the name of Jesus. 
Amen. 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 Have you ever been in a foot race? Like a, in, a, in a race where you're racing against someone? Actually, maybe, maybe not. Let, let me ask it this way. Raise your hand if you've never been in a foot race. You've like never raced against someone. Wow, we've got a couple in here that have not ever raced against someone in their entire life. Um, but I, I can see that the majority of us have raced against someone in, in, in our life. And you might look at me and you might think um, that I, I wasn't the fastest guy, um, but you would be wrong. Okay? Okay? In, in middle school, I actually started on my, uh, on my middle school basketball team. I was the point guard. Okay, I was starting point guard, all right? I was starting point guard for several years in a row, okay? That means I was quick, okay? I was, I was fast, and I was, I was very fast. Let me put it in perspective for you. I was um, private homeschool Christian school fast, which is pretty fast, okay? Okay. Um, <laughs> now I was I was super fast, and, and uh, it wasn't until I was uh, uh, about um, I was like freshman year of high school. I was going in the freshman team, and um, and I uh, there was a, this kid by the name of Micah who came, and and uh, I had always been starting, and and I had expected this year to just start again because you know I was the fastest in the private school, homeschool, Christian school, right? Um, but I expected to start, and, and, and Micah actually, uh, he looked like he could beat me up. Uh, and uh, and uh, so uh, while we were there, um, to, they had these tryouts for who would kind of start on the team. When you're part of a school, homeschool, like, I mean, you're all on the team, right? That's the thing. But it would see, like, who, who would be starting point guard, right? And so I was just expecting, well, you know, who would be doing it again this year. Um, and uh, we're, we're about to do, uh, in basketball, they call them suicides, but it, it basically it's a drill where you run from one end of the court uh, to like uh, three quarter, uh, like halfway, three quarters away, and you run back, and, and it's whoever can do the fastest it kind of like wins this, this drill. And uh, we're running, and we're running fast. We're doing it quickly, and, and all of a sudden, I, I look over, and I see, oh, man, like somebody, I guess, maybe got hurt or didn't want to run, and... And I realized as I'm running that Mike is done. He's completely done with with this uh, with running this drill. And and I was like, okay, I got I got a couple options. Okay, my first option is just keep running. But my second option is uh, is actually the option that I went with is I faked an injury. Now don't judge me. Don't judge me. Okay, I just went. I, I I you know I was running and I go oh. Oh, cramp, coach. Needless to say, I did not start on the basketball team as the starting point guard that year. What I want us to look at is as we are, um, as we are in Hebrews, what I want us to see is that what Paul is talking about is, is that your life looks like a race. Your life looks like a race. And when you hear that 
that me say that, when you hear me say that, and, and you might hear, oh, well, when you think of race, we think a lot in, in our culture today of, of when you race against somebody, you want to be in a competition with them. You want to be the quickest. You want to be the fastest. You want to uh, uh, finish the race first, right? That's what we're looking at. But I, I want us to understand that our context sometimes can change actually what Scripture means. Uh, the, the way that we think about certain things can change the true meaning of what Scripture says. And, and what Paul was talking about when we look in Hebrews, that it has nothing to do with competition. This race that he's talking about has nothing to do with us competing. It has nothing to do with athletic ability or physical strength. That's not what he's talking about at all. And you might think this morning of even when Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 9 where, where he speaks on uh, the athletes in the Colosseum and running the race like them for the silver and gold, to, to gain the silver and gold. But I, I want us to look at that also and understand that um, when he talks about that silver and gold, we can think in our minds, in, in our 2021 minds now, we can think that, that he's saying, oh, run the race for the prize of success, for the prize of monetary fleeting things. But what he's actually saying is, is our prize is Jesus. Our prize in this race that we are running, we are running after Jesus. We are running for Jesus. We're anticipating to be like Jesus and to be with him. So what I want us to understand is this idea that it, that, that it is not intended for us to believe that our life is a frantic foot race. It's, that's not the way that you were intended to live. Your life and my life is likened to a race. It's, I believe it's ordered. I believe it's divine. Just like a race, we have certain lanes that we need to start in, that we need to run, and there's ways that we need to stretch in order for us to, to continue to, to, to be able to run well. Um, I believe that your life and my life is not an accident, but rather it's like a race. It's ordered. It's prepared. It's for a purpose. There is a reason for it. There is a purpose and a reason for your life. For the reason that you went through 2020, the reason that you went through a pandemic, the reason that you are wearing masks, the reason that you are surviving to the fullest, there is a purpose and a reason for every bit of it because I believe our life is like a race. Our life is ordered. And so we go, to, we go to verse 1 here in Hebrews 12, and it starts with, therefore. Now, I heard, a, I, had, I heard a pastor say one time, when you see the word therefore in the scriptures, you got to actually ask, what is it therefore? Come on, some of you are awake. Some of you are awake. But it says right here uh, that the reason that the, it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, what Paul is trying to say is he's connecting right before this. He talks a lot about Abraham, Isaac, Moses, and, and all of these different biblical figures who have done so much. And, and so he's connecting us to that right here. It says, therefore, 
since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. See, sometimes there's a risk of thinking that we need to live a short-lived, frantic foot-speed race. But understand there's two, t- two characteristics of your life, and, and this is my first point today if you're taking notes, is that your life is an endurance race. Your life is, is a race full of endurance. See, one of the defining characteristics of your life is Will you last? Will you last? Your life needs to finish well. Can you sustain the way that you're currently living? That's my question to you this morning is can you sustain and can you endure and continue running this race in the same way that you are currently doing so? See, steady Eddie doesn't get a lot of airtime. Steady Eddie is not something that's very attractive to our culture. See, in our culture, we don't go see TV shows and, and movies and, and sit for two hours just to watch somebody live a basic, boring, average, everyday life. We look for action. We look for, for comedy. We look for, for drama. And so we understand that, that this world doesn't doesn't paint being steady as even something that's attractive. But the scripture says something different. The scripture puts emphasis on a faithful life, a steady life. Can you love this person in this way for that long? Can you stay faithful in your marriage? Can you be a good husband? Can you be a good wife? Can you be a good son, daughter, brother, sister, best friend, whatever that looks like? Can you be that? Can you be steady? That's what the scripture is calling us to here. This race is not short-lived. And I, I think when we look at it, the world loves a 100-meter dash. Like the, the world loves us finishing so quickly and getting things done. And, and even in our culture today, when we look at 2021, we think, how quickly can we get a vaccine? How quickly can we find the next president? How quickly can we stop wearing masks and stop social distancing? And, and how soon again can I see my friends and, and be part of that? And, and that's what this world shows us, that, that that's what we need. That's what we want. And we want that quick and fast that's a good-looking race. That's, that's a good-looking race. And there's not always something wrong with that, but that's not how the Bible calls us to live. The Bible doesn't call us to, to, to have something so quick, something so fleeting, but rather the Bible calls us and says that we need to be faithful, that we need to be steady. And I believe that people at Sanctuary Church are steady. 
I believe that that this church has been built 13 years ago, not on not on uh, just a, a dream, but through people who are continuously wanting to make it work. The reason that you are sitting in your cars today is because our pastor had a vision and said, hey, we want to still do church today. We want to still do church together. The reason that we're sitting under this tent is because somebody saw it and said, there's a need. We want to do church again. We want to worship together again. The people at this church are steady. And I believe that that is what the Lord is calling us to and what Paul is saying in this passage. See, the original audience are, are these Hebrew people, okay? And, and, and the Hebrew people at this time are under a lot of scrutiny. At this time, uh, it, it, before this, Christianity had been very attractive. It had been great. It had been um, going very well. And, and all of a sudden, when we get to this time, that, that the people in Hebrews are suddenly becoming scrutinized and are being, uh, 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 are being persecuted for their faith. And right before this, they are saying, is it even worth it for me to continue on in my faith? Is it even worth it? And so why Paul is even writing this letter is he's saying, hey, this is a momentary affliction. This is, this is not the end. And he's saying that when you run a race with endurance, you want to endure to the end. You want to keep running at a sustainable pace, not just to get it over with. Right here, he's saying, hey, hold on, wait a second. It is worth it to keep your faith. It is worth it to continue going to church. It is worth it to continue reading your Bible. It is worth it to continue to pray for that person who, who has not accepted Christ into their life. It is worth it to spend time with them. It is worth it to pray for that healing for that person because maybe you haven't seen it yet or it hasn't happened yet, but it's worth it. And that's what I believe that Paul is saying to you today. Keep on running the race. Keep on enduring. Have you, uh, have you ever run with somebody who likes to run at like long distances? I have, and it's so annoying. It's like, it's just like, like, come on, you like this? I just don't, I don't get it, right? And so uh, I, I actually, with a couple of my buddies, they, they wanted to, uh, they wanted to go running and they were like, yeah, we'll go running for like 30 mi minutes. We'll go, you know, a pretty good distance and, and you'll enjoy it. Come on. I said, okay, fine. And so we, um, we go and I'm running and, and for the first five minutes, I mean, I'm great. Like, I'm in, like, I got great conversation. Like, we're talking about whatever. We're talking about the, you know, uh, the, the, this music that we're working on and we're enjoying. And, and then five minutes hits and I uh, all of a sudden go into survival mode. I'll, like, I'm like, okay, how do I stay alive for the next 25 minutes? Right? And they're just still talking. They're conversing. They're having a great time. And I, I believe that, that uh, sometimes if we aren't careful, a lot of us in this life are going to run out of breath. 
a lot of us in this life are going to be like me after five minutes of saying, well, I kind of just, I mean, all of my energy is gone. I already wasted it all and I ran out of breath. And I think sometimes that in this life that, that we can begin to run out of breath. See, this, this past year may have just exhausted you. I know it exhausted me, and, and you might remember a time kind of at the beginning of your race in those first five minutes of when I was running, of, of when things were great, when you were reading your Bible, when you were searching in the Word, when you were seeking after God, and you were spending time with Him, and it was awesome, and you were just running at a consistent pace, and it was great. But now all of a sudden we've said, well, 2020 has exhausted us. Everything, I'm tired. I, I don't even like feel like I have time or, or I even want to spend time with the Lord. And, and I, you're just beginning to run out of breath. And my hope for you is that we can, I can be a reminder this morning that you might need to recover that spiritual vigor. That strong step, that step when you begin to go back into the word, go back into the scripture and realize, wow, I actually haven't looked at this for quite a while. I I need to go back. And I think that the scripture makes it clear. It's not only about the fastest, the quickest, the smartest, or the strongest, but rather it's about those who are faithful. It's about those who are steady Eddie. It's about those who are consistent. And the scripture is calling us right here to actually look to who is the most faithful. And the most faithful being Jesus. The scripture calls us right here and let us run the race, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand throne of God. See, my last thing when I touch on endurance is, is, is this, is that, see, many people will ask you, hey, what's your New Year's resolution? Hey, what's your vision for this year? Hey, what, what, what do you want to happen? What's your goals for this year? And I, I think a, a lot of the times we have to understand that we can't control how much money we're going to make, uh, what, how our relationships are going to go, how our health is going to be, uh, 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 how anything really is in this life. We, we can't control that, but what we can control is that the Holy Spirit will give us self-control to be the man or woman that he has called you to be. We cannot control this life, but what we can control is the way that we run our race. And I believe that this year, I personally want to be better consistently. I want to be kinder. I want to be nicer. I want to not get angry as quickly. I, I want to not ever talk about people in a bad light. I, I, I want to work toward that. I, I want to be more caring. I want to be more like Jesus. What would it look like this year if we began to say, hey, I just want to look more like Jesus. I just want my life this year to be more like Jesus. 
The Bible talks about success, but it's not the fleeting ideas of success that we think of. The Bible talks about being consistent and that we are called to be consistent Christians. As we go on, we, we see that our life is a life that is full of endurance. But not only that, it is, and my second point if you're taking notes, is that our life is connected. Our life is a life that is connected. See, uh, 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 the, many pastors ha- have talked about life and they've actually compared our lives to a relay race. It is a race that is not just solely run by ourselves, but rather that somebody is passing the baton to us. And so the writer of Hebrews here says, lists in the scriptures right before he, he speaks on these two verses that we've been looking about, he, he, he begins to talk about all the different people in the Bible who have been consistent and, and who have have consistently kept their faith. He talks about uh, Abraham, Moses, and he talks about all these heroes in the Bible, but he doesn't just stop there by mentioning them. He says, hey, now it's your turn. Now it's your time. What I want to say to you this morning is, hey, don't drop the baton. So many things in this life we can get distracted by, but what I want to say is that, that these, these Christians and these people that we're reading about here have given us a baton, so now it's our turn. It is our turn. It's our segment. It's our leg. It's about the fact that we are taking on what they have done, and we are continually keeping our ministry going. We're being consistent. And I think that the writer also, Paul, Paul also wants to increase tension and not relieve it. And I, I believe that we actually need some tension in our faith. I believe that tension keeps you faithful. Tension keeps you focused. I think that the t- dependency of tension is a holy thing. Have you, ever, have you ever been to maybe a family reunion and you've done the spoon and the egg race? You've done that, that race where you, you just got to be careful and you want to make sure that, that you're getting there quickly, but you also don't want to drop the egg because if you drop the egg, you got to go back. And I believe that, that sometimes we kind of just like walk through life with, with this and here's our egg and it's just kind of like, here I go, I'm praising Jesus. But we continually are not having that tension of, oh, we can't drop the egg either. We got to continue to be faithful and to be uh, continuing to be consistent. Now, I believe that our race is, is not only a race that is of endurance, but it's also a connected race, that we are connected, that our prayers are connected, that our lives are connected. The way that you speak about people is connected. It's all connected to a place where Jesus is calling us higher. He is calling us to be people that are faithful. This next year, we must remember that, that it's our turn. This next year, it, it's, it's our turn. 
whatever happened in the past year, it, it doesn't matter. As we walk into this new year, would we walk with consistency, with being more like Christ, with being people who want to run this race with endurance, not to just get it over with, but we want to finish well. We want to attempt to do this not on our own, but if we look at this last verse, it says, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. We are not called to run this race alone. We are not called to be consistent, to be faithful, to be steady people on our own, but rather we are called to be and look to Jesus, to look to Jesus and to be like him. We must remind ourselves what God has done, and we must be connected and realize that we are called higher. We are called to be people who endure this race and in the midst of it, look to Jesus in doing so. We run this race this year knowing that we are looking toward Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So as the band comes back up, I want to challenge you I want to challenge you this morning that as you are continuing on this next year and as you are running this race, would you take some time and, and remember what it looked like when you were actually consistently running at a great pace when you were running this race with the Lord? Would you remember what it was like to pray for others? Would you remember what it was like to open your Bible up and actually read what the scriptures are saying to you? Would you remember what it's like to spend time with other people in, 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 in community and pray for them and pray with them? Would you remember what that looks like this year? in a way that we are not doing this so we can end this race quickly, this race of our life quickly, but rather that we are being consistent, steady, faithful people looking to Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. Would you pray with me? This morning, Lord, we give you the honor, we give you the glory, and we give you our lives, Lord. We give you everything that we have because we look to you and know that as we continue the race of our life, Lord, could we look to you and know that you are a faithful God. You are a mighty God. You are a merciful God. And no matter what has happened in this past year, Lord, we look to you and we want to be more like you. We want to run for the prize that is you, Jesus, this morning.